0: I really wish we had some sort of video function on our setups, Ian, because I'm, I'm curious to know what you're wearing today.
1: Well, I, I thought, because it's a space episode, I thought, to keep in mind with the space setting, I would wear uh, a top hat, some cheap vampire fangs and a cape.
0: Oh, see, I thought you were going to go for Krantor or, or toys, and it's like, it's 50-50 whether I get it right or not. Uh... So, so I didn't want a fashion faux pas, so I've gone for the uh, the, the uh, compare.
1: Oh right, oh right. So fishnets, yes. uh wrinkled skin and makeup.
0: Yes, and a bodysuit that is far, far too tight. Yes. So
1: a, a normal Sunday you didn't put <laughs> in. Yeah. It's
0: just the colour. Usually it's a, ah, it's right, a, yeah. it's pink usually, but now I'm in black ah, um right. to, 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 to match this show. Yes. yes.
1: That makes all the difference, yes.
0: Yes, so here we are, here we are. It took a while to get here, but here we are, here we are at Gambit. Yes. Um, um, ag- again, another show that we're going to return to, um, we're going to do a Dockly episode, um, so I thought today we're going to talk about everything that's not set on the rink. It's it's quite okay. nice, this uh, demarcation zone, in that anything on the rink we'll, uh, we'll discuss when we do Dockly, okay?
1: And by rink, I'm presuming you mean old car park. <laughs>
0: Yeah, will car park with tinsel,
1: yeah. yes. Yeah, tinsel. Oh, bless you. Budget for that. What's your, what's your um, memories on this one? Because this was always... I don't remember this originally. Um, as, a, as a sort of a young, uh, you know, um, impressionable lad, I don't think there's much in it for kids. I don't think, it's, you know, there's no sort of memorable monsters or anything like that. So I don't remember it at all as a kid. But then when I sort of got into the horizon... Blake Seven fan club sort of era which would have been 81 82 something mm-hmm. like that this was this was sort of the holy grail of of Blake Seven episodes this is the one that everyone said this is like the best episode ever the greatest episode ever this is the one this show's all the Avon and Villa friendship this is it so i i sort of i had very 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 high expectations when it came out on VHS and it didn't at that point it didn't really match them but i wondered what your were you the same sort of thing that that it was always thought of as a this is sort of the tomb of the same men of doctor who of uh, blake 7 yeah
0: yeah i i was in horizon same time as you were and and that was at odds to what i thought because this story has always really really annoyed me and yeah. um, it's not one of those ones where we've talked about before where I listened to it a lot on my C90 cassette and I forgot the visuals and therefore just went on the audio. It, in this case, a lot of the audio is what annoys me. <laughs> um, so it's always stuck in my head that this is a, a really uh, annoying story because there are bits in it that I really, really like. But there are others that have always irritated me, even before the video day. because I've had a constant reminder on the audio about what's going on there. Um, And my view has changed over the years. I mean, I can remember when I first saw this and when I used to listen to this when I'm making my little models up in my bedroom, Krantor used to really annoy me. But watching it now, and this is since, I think, the DVD era, um, I've grown to appreciate what Aubrey Woods is doing with Krantor. And he actually has grown on me an awful lot there's still an awful lot about this story that annoys me and irritates the heck out of me and I'll talk about them when we come across them but uh, yeah no this is it's a bit like warlord in that it's a it, it's a very good premise it's a very good story which falls down on the visuals and in some of the performances
1: yeah i i don't know whether i'm sort of i'm being hypocritical or whatever because we we recently ripped into warlord for its silly design work now this episode has got if anything sillier design mm. work but for me it fits because it's not they're not saying this is what people are wearing every day as no. this is this is their space clothing um it's i view this as like a convention you know these are <laughs> cosplayers <laughs> um, and we've been to some of them yeah, like this <laughs> a few of them, yeah. see, in fact i mean the, the first shot when you see like the the the, the wide shot of the uh the 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 betting place and you you look at think that's a con any convention disco on a saturday night yes lights on full no atmosphere no atmosphere (laughs) people just sullenly staring at each other yeah while dressed uh, as strange people um yeah i i when it first came on vhs i didn't i didn't i think i was probably like you i didn't appreciate it i I think there was very much a case of is that it type Mm. And then I sort of rewatched it again, and I thought, this is just too silly for me. And I don't know whether my silly gene has kicked in sort of as I got older, but, I, yeah, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this one. I thought, I thought I can see what, there's bits in it that don't make sense, where, obviously, I'm presuming they had other scenes, like, you know, Blake knowing the name of, uh, of uh, Clever Dick, Sever Dick, Sever Dick, whatever his name yes. is, however it's pronounced by everyone differently. Them knowing his name and that when they've never heard that before and things like that—it's a little bit weird. And Blake spending most of his time huddled below a uh, a car park roof beam mm. with, like, say, tinsel stuck on it. But um, yeah, I—I I, uh, well, we'll get into it the the bits. Yeah. But yeah, I—I I, thought it's a good episode. This.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, it's Robert Holmes, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah. As and soon as you see Holmes. that
1: name, you should be in for some quality stuff. Even as even as he was when he was. uh you know, like the two Doctors in Doctor Who, when he was he was not in his best of health years, mm-hmm. um, there was still, a, you always was guaranteed at least a double act that you could enjoy. And we've got a few double acts here, haven't we? we- yeah. You-
0: You've nicked my comment. That Sorry. is exactly my comment. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he is. He's famous for double yeah. acts. And here we've got Servalan and Jarriere. We've got Crantor yeah. and Toys. And hooray, we've got the double act of Villa and Avon. Yes. And who are, are, are sparkling in this. I, I, I love Avon and Villa in this.
1: This is, this is our peak Avon and Villa as bored mates. Yep. They're just they're bored teenage mates. And this yep. is brilliant. They're not doing any of this for any reason other than We're bored.
0: (laughs) We're bored and we're friends. And, (laughs) you know, we will be coming up to Orbit sometime in the future. And that's the problem I've got with Orbit is this is how I love these characters. And, you know, what happens in Orbit is, well, we'll talk about that when we get to Orbit. But this is how they should be. This is like, you know, golden era, if you like, Avon and Villa, isn't
1: it? Everyone's in this story of 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 the recurring characters. Everyone's sort of firing on... Full cylinders aren't they so you get blake is okay he's he doesn't do a lot in it considering it's his series but villa and avon are just sparkling mm. um callie and jenna really work well together i was you know it's a shame they weren't paired up more often mm. um and even um like Servalan is is sparkling and travis is just amazing in this i mm. I, I, I love mm. this version mm. of travis um so yeah every all the regulars are, are really at the top of their game mm.
0: Mm. and it's just a shame I, we'll come to that but there are bits that I've got a problem with in this yeah. if I didn't have the problems with this this would be up there this would be you know one of my oh, uh, ultimate Blake 7 stories it really yes. would Yeah.
1: and you know um, you know, last week we, we were we were going to look at my star map for the planet in last week's episode mm-hmm. uh, Jewel we couldn't find it could we so I thought no. I'll have a look for this week so I found Space World um, and right next door to it Cinefar's World Oh, so okay. Oh, it yeah. was on there. But it has oh, right. name. Still okay. no
0: name. Okay. So the, 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 the planet that we're going to talk about in a minute, you, you know, that Freedom City is set yeah. on, has it got a name? Is that on your map?
1: Um, Freedom City. Oh, it's not actually a planet, is it, that one? No,
0: it's I not a planet. I no.
1: I'll, I'll have no. to have a good old look on it.
0: If you can, Mm, yes, send me a JPEG and I'll put that on the Facebook page prior to this episode coming out. All right. So let's get started on this story then. And we're going to fast forward all the way right through the opening um, because, you know, that's a Dockerley segment uh, to the Liberator's Teleport Bay, uh, where Blake comes in with a black and white photo of Dockerley. So that blows our theory out. The idea, uh, yes. uh, um, um, you know, we, we we've said before they're like Wild West drawings, wanted posters, um, and really it should be with the um, the Dockley segments. It is a Wild West story. Uh, that that's totally fitting. That that could have been a Wild West wanted poster.
1: Yeah, this is um, this is the classic space western, isn't it? Which mm. you know we we've had since really sci-fi started. Um, and, it, it, yeah, it fits that, that that could have been a wanted poster. It's quite obviously just a, uh, a publicity headshot of Dennis Carey. But, oh, but it's yeah. not. Is it not? Did they actually do it for this?
0: Wait for behind the scenes. Oh, well, I'm looking
1: forward to that then.
0: And, it, and the, the, the reason of what, what it is and where it comes from is totally in keeping for the reason and the why. an awful lot of this story looks like it does. But oh. all, I'll save that for behind the scenes. Okay. okay
2: pictures of Dockley. he'll have changed his name of course.
3: well he could have had a face job done by now as well.
2: oh he hasn't had time. servalan has been on his heels from the moment he escaped to the location of star one. well he's out of her reach now. officially. how do you mean? well freedom city may be outside the federation but that won't stop Servalan. Oh, she'll find some way of getting to him but if she gets to him before we do. goodbye Dockley.
4: and goodbye to any chance of finding the federation control center.
2: Right, do you know what you have to do, villa? I want you or Avon on standby in the teleport the entire time we're in Freedom City. Yes, you said right let's go Bye.
0: um Callie and Jenna, you've just mentioned them there they're dressed, I think for ballroom dancing um
1: yeah they're they're dressed to the nines. I'm presuming they've put this on because of this mission mm. i i don't I hope they wouldn't a both choose long dresses because that would be embarrassing. And be not very practical for space adventure.
0: No, it's to blend in, and I have yeah. seen in various places that they are actually meant to be dressed as prostitutes. Uh,
1: um, yeah, I mean they do. They sort of, they sort of mention when they're looking, they're questioning the uh, uh, the the bar lady, and uh, she says, um, two nice, pleasant, sort of personable girls like yourself shouldn't have trouble finding work." So there's sort of a hint mm-hmm. that. She was suggesting they work in the brothel, but mm. yeah, I, I've heard that before. That I don't think it's ever implicitly said, is it or explicitly
0: said? I've never seen ladies of the yeah. night dressed as glamorous as that. Can Have I just say? Have you seen many
1: ladies of the night? <sighs>
0: Right. Going off on a small tangent, can I just? <laughs> there are two occasions. One was when I actually accidentally stumbled into the red light district of uh, Paris once, because oh, right. I, yeah. I thought yeah. I'd take a shortcut and then wondered why everyone is dressed really strangely and then yeah. hanging around doorways and it's like uh, ah. <laughs> yeah. and the other time is when I worked at the Chatham Cinema when I used to do late shifts yes. there the, yeah, I, I'd drive along singing. roads and yes there were um, uh, ladies always in certain places every flaming night yes. <laughs> you know,
1: so ladies of the night ladies of the night and they what didn't dress like this wonderful music they make yeah. Yeah,
0: well I don't know I never stopped <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <clears throat> right let's move on um, yes so yeah they're quite uh, nicely dressed up and I guess it is the blending but uh, Blake's gone to no trouble at all, he's just got his puffy sleeves, hasn't yeah. he?
1: Well, Blake could blend in. He's an everyman, isn't he? He, could blend he is blend an in everyman.
0: Him. Yeah, yeah. He's just a teacher, like you said yeah. last week. He's just exactly, a teacher. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Uh, they know Dockley uh, because, of course, w- yeah. They're searching for Dockley. We're almost yeah. at the end of season two here, and the hunt is on for the location of Star One. Yes. And uh, they know that Dockley's gone to ground um, after word has got out that he knows the location of Star One and is hiding in Freedom City, a place outside the Federation, and i for the longest time, I always thought there was an established shot of freedom city, but i think no, i'm I'm nothing. confusing it with the uh shadow episode
1: yeah I when think we are
0: yeah space world isn't it I yeah think, space yeah. world yeah or yeah. space city yeah 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 um no 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 we 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 never know the name of the planet uh that we don't know how big uh freedom city is, no. it's bloody small from what we've seen of it um yeah, for
1: zoom sir? I just presumed it was a space station, because you get that one shot where it, they're sort of looking out of windows at a star field, don't they? So I just presumed it was a space station and not a planet. Mm. But it could be a planet. I could be on the planet, I suppose. Mm. Well, you
0: know, when, when you got Blake in the car park, which we'll talk about yeah. in the Dockley episode, that's clearly outside, because there's wind blowing and things yeah. like this. So they have gone and outside.
1: What, what was Blake doing in the car park? Parking well, we'll
0: say... <Yeah>. We'll save that for the Doc Lee one, yes. yeah. But they teleport down, and I like this, like you said about you know Callie and Jenna work well together. You know, you've got you've got Callie sticking the photo in her boot, and yeah. uh, Jenna going bye and waving to the boys. You know, um, that, that's really good. It's yeah, natural, isn't it?
1: They're really nicely characterised in this episode. I'd, yeah, yeah, I'd like to have seen them work more together, but they, we never we never had a story, that, no. yeah, because it's the seventh. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, after you, I gonna, Ian. I was going to say, if they ever did scenes together, it was always, oh, Jen is being jealous. Yeah. sort of stuff, yeah. wasn't it? Like, they work yeah. so well together.
0: And it's the 70s, so you were yeah. never going to get a, a, um, a situation where the two women are trusted to go down without oh, a man no. to do anything. No, no. That never no, they, happened.
1: They would have immediately been kidnapped and tied up, wouldn't they? It's oh, obvious. of course. Yeah,
0: yeah. We, we, we've got stories still to come when yeah. we talk about that. Um, so, yeah, they teleport down. And first annoyance of this story for me is this, uh, this room, this uh, speed chess room. Um, because it's nothing more than like three black walls and some ribbons, yeah, isn't I it? I think
1: in my notes I put this looks so cheap. The whole episode looks incredibly cheap. Like the money's run out. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose it w- it was probably they were never going to do a sort of Moss Eisley canteen style setting on the budget they had. But the, I mean, um, they say in the Shadow episode, at least it looked sort of it it didn't look like like you say three flat walls and a curtain it looked okay so this is this is even less and it's the costumes that are on display i mean that we know for well this is just they've gone to bbc costumes and took stuff off the rack so you yep. got like a cavalier uh, a regency you know uh, a vampire that's mm-hmm. bizarre um but i sort of think it fits in this i think they've just got away with it But it does highlight just how cheap this is. The other thing I I thought was weird watching it, it's like this is meant to be an illicit gambling den for the roughest of people. Speed chess? (laughs) When was the last time you went in a rough dive casino and they were playing chess?
0: This is meant to be a decadent anything-goes establishment and they're playing speed chess, yes. Yeah, you can imagine
1: them going... um, Well, well, we're going to have the main, uh, the main gambling chess. What? But that's not very exciting. Oh no, no, I haven't finished. Speed chess. Ah, well, there you go.
0: I am like you say, I think, you know, that that, that they're meant to be people by, you know, this motley bunch of characters, you know, like the Moz Eisley Cantina, but uh, they've got no money. So they go to the dressing up box big time, don't they? And um, uh, the extras have literally gone to the dressing up box. This first shot, when we see them, we've got Arabs and clowns. Okay, yeah. there are more to follow, but yeah, and the yes, atmosphere. Clown, I forgot the clown. <laughs> yeah, and and the atmosphere is terrible. You and I n- both yeah. know what a armour quiz night was like, yes. and uh, yeah. this is a droner armour quiz night. Definitely, this is,
1: this is um, again, it, and it's not. We we can't blame Blake Seven for this. This was BBC policy at the time. You, if you were in the studio, you had the lights on full. Yeah, and this is this should be smoky and and spotlighted. And dark corners and silhouettes, and it's not. It's it's bright lights showing up just how tatty it all looks. Yeah, I'm
0: sure the Mos Eisley Cantina when they put their cleaners' lights on, you know, it looked crap. You know, yeah. but oh, but, yeah. but the way they lit it, it looked
1: fantastic. You've got to light these things, probably. This is um, I think I think Robert Holmes was thinking Las Vegas in space, and he's got Blackpool on a Sunday afternoon. Blackpool on a Sunday this, afternoon. This is this is. uh I would. I wouldn't be going in. if I was like a, a space trucker, and you wanted a local dive to get drunk in or whatever. You'd you'd walk in, turn around, walk out, wouldn't you? you this is this is the senior citizens centre day out bingo yeah. afternoon.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, very, very um, nicely put there. And I wouldn't have had a problem with this on audio at all, except for the fact that the next annoying thing comes up: the bloody compare. Ah, uh, I- oh.
1: Now, this is, I think this is based on someone, isn't it? I seem to remember reading that this is that, based on a famous... They're
0: definitely going yeah. for, you know, a Marlene Dietrich, it, they're going yeah, for a Jim, cabaret type. type. Yeah, 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 yeah. The decadent 20s yeah. vibe. That's what they're this, going for.
1: The only thing that saves this character for me, because I think when you sort of break it down, it sort of works because she's obviously past her prime. And this whole place is past its prime. So it sort of fits on that. And the one thing that saves it me from being just an total embarrassment is when she says a word and then has to explain it in a completely different yeah. way. So she drops it. <laughs> and I thought, okay, you've got me there. You've you've won me over. Yes. You yes. know that you're crap yeah. as, a, as a compare. And this is all an act. So, yep, that's it. That's all I needed. That one little bit. And I'm okay with it.
0: Yeah. Up until that point, I'm thinking, bloody hell. So they they... they, they they've still got France yeah. in the second calendar because she's got a French accent, but it's an affectation, yes, isn't it's it? It's, it's all real, an act, yes. Yeah.
1: I, and, I was expecting, because when... It's been a while since I've seen this episode, and for some reason I was thinking, um, I got confused with Max Quadleplein from the restaurant at the end of the universe, you right. know, um, Colin Jeevans, and I, so I was expecting him to come out, and then she came out, and it's like, oh, it's this one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right, yeah.
0: Oh, this is odd. I mean, of course, um, this is Sylvia Coleridge, you know, yes. who we know as Amelia from uh, Doctor Who's Seeds of Doom.
5: That's right. And,
0: yeah. and I love her in that. But here, she's almost unrecognisable. I mean... Yeah, with... she's...
1: she's. I, mean, like I say, if, if it wasn't for that, that one line, this would be an embarrassment. But the fact that they acknowledge it's an embarrassment, that's enough, mm. I think, to almost take the curse off it. You're going... Oh, okay, okay, yeah. right. this, is, this is actually quite funny, rather than just being a bit sad and tawdry. Yeah,
0: but when I was that fanboy in yeah. his teens oh, watching ooh, this, yeah. I had a problem with this, you know, I had a problem with yep. what she looked like, that performance, that accent, you know.
1: <laughs> when, I, when, I was, when I was a teenage fan, and I, I suffered from that thing that all teenage fans want, is that they think gritty is the, the most adult thing in the world. Mm. And of course it's not. Being silly is much more adult than being dark and gritty. And so, yeah, I didn't appreciate this at all. I thought, I because I think we've mentioned this before, so if I wanted to watch this, I would have had to have watched it in the front room with everyone around. And that would be embarrassing. mm Soon as that compet come out, it would be like, Oh God.
0: Yeah, this isn't this yeah. isn't a story you show somebody who you want to get into Blake no, Seven, is no, it? Certainly not. Because you've lost them at this moment as soon yeah, as she this, comes out.
1: This isn't a story you try and get a Firefly fan to watch. You go, Yeah, uh, Blake Seven, that was sort of the prototype <coughs> Firefly. Come and have a watch. Oh no <laughs> No, it's
0: a- <laughs> Oh, it, it is odd. It yeah. is bizarre. And like we were saying about, you know, the extras and and the dressing up box, um yeah, you, you, you know I I I used to take it too literally. Okay, yes. I mean, if if you think about it too much, you know, I mean, it's obviously, you know, it looks like they've all come in fancy dress. Um, but they if are.
1: That's literally it. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But if you set that in the Blake Seven universe where you have got vampires and Arabs yeah. and clowns, it means that contradicts what we've been saying and what we like about Blake Seven is so much from the past in the very Planet of the Apes way. You know, it has been forgotten. Yes. You know. True obviously it hasn't here <laughs> if no, you take got, that literally
1: yeah. or the only thing that sort of survived was a party rental shop yes and they, that was their archaeological dig they went, <laughs> oh people must have dressed as vampires in top hats
6: Ooh.
0: well we are going to get reference to this later on with Crantor yeah. and toys we'll talk yes, about that true. in a minute yeah. yeah 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 and talking about toys that's when John Leeson comes in Yay. um you know um and uh, yeah I can remember being very irritated by his character he's a yeah, he's just, I don't know, there's something not right. He he is OTT, he is camp, yes. he's, because he's trying to match Aubrey Woods as crantor. Yeah,
1: he's, he's the classic uh, character of the second in command that wants to be in command. Hmm. Um, and that goes right through, right up to things like The Office, and, you know, every, every show has this sort of style of character. I, I, I think he's right, I quite like John Leeson. I don't think he's the world's greatest actor, I think there's, there's a few deliveries of his lines, and you think, ooh, is that the, mm. is that the best? Could mm. they not have a re a retake on that? Um, but the trouble is, whenever I hear him, I just hear canine. Yes. I think yes. that colours it for me. I think, oh, it's canine.
0: Yeah, we didn't talk about him too much when we did the Mission to Destiny no. episode, but yeah, it was the same thing then as well, wasn't yeah. it?
1: He's got such a recognisable voice.
0: Yes, yes. But he's here. He goes aclo- across to the red-clad Servaland. She's got a lovely red dress yeah. with that huge Iguana-style frill around as, her uh, neck.
1: Yeah, as, uh, as Anne described, uh, uh, Servaland's got her tits out and she's wearing a dog collar.
0: Yeah, she really uh, has got them yeah. out. Yeah, you know, that outfit is quite revealing, isn't it?
1: It is. It's... It, does, it doesn't look very comfy. I love the way every time she gets up, she has to try and keep the... Keep everything in. Pat, well, she pats the back of that sort of rough thing <laughs> to try and keep it up. And you think that's not. Uh, in real life, you would wear that for 10 minutes. I know yeah. I would. And um, every time you had to straighten that collar, you'd go, right, that's it. It's, yeah. it's, I'm getting rid of it. Identic yeah, It's all very realm. well at Identities. a function, yeah. Yeah
0: you, yeah, you try getting in the taxi afterwards oh, yeah, and really. keep that intact. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, she's there with this new aide that we've never seen oh. and we'll never see again, called Jariere. Now, this, we'll...
1: this, this is some. This is a character that I have got a problem with. Not necessarily a character because it could have been interesting. But a, he's Mister Exposition. He's only oh. there to say. Uh, Absolutely. What are you doing, Servlan? What's that? What's this? And it gets so tiring. But the other thing is the actor is awful. hmm I right? it's like he's was he brought in and he's just reading it? It's terrible. Especially when I mean the poor Sard, he's not probably not the greatest actor in the world and they put him against Jacqueline Pierce at yeah. the height. I mean no one's gonna really come out well of that, but he just he hasn't got it.
0: No. No, not at all. We'll talk about him in, the, in, in a minute because he's just, like, standing there at the moment um, because, yeah, Toys comes in and says uh, Krantor will see them now. And here he comes. Here's our boy, our character of the week.
4: You appear to have misunderstood my message, Krantor. I am not here officially.
6: But, of course, I understood perfectly. Discretion and delicacy are the very watchwords of my organization. Just tell me your requirements, and I will see that you are provided with the most sophisticated and subtle forms of satisfaction.
4: You have misunderstood. I am here unofficially, but on Federation business.
6: Oh, how sad. Try a pateki cake. A what? They contain the distilled venom of a local reptile, and the effects are highly stimulating.
4: No, thank you. There is a man here named Dockerley, a cyber-surgeon. I am willing to pay two million credits for him, dead or alive.
6: My dear Commander, there are many wanted men here. They come to Freedom City because we are outside the Federation.
4: Not very far outside.:
6: I do hope that isn't as threatening as it sounds. That would be most unwise. Are you sure I can't tempt you?
4: Quite sure huh? There is a second man here named Travis. He has an artificial arm and an eye patch. I am interested in finding him also.) <laughs>
6: And I betch. Oh, how quaint.
1: Yay.
0: Yeah, and Aubrey Woods. Right? I love him. I love him. I have, right.
1: to, I have to get my cards on the table. I love him. I think he was brilliant in Day of the Daleks, and I do think he's brilliant in this.
0: I I um I've grown to appreciate him in yeah. the the role of Crantor much more over the years, but I can remember being deeply irritated by him because, you know, like you were saying, when you're a young teenage fan, yeah. you want gritty, you know. You don't want camp, you don't want over the top, you know, and, and you can't get more camp or over the top than Crantor, can no, you? No,
1: he's 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 Camp's poster boy, isn't he? He yeah, uh, in a dictionary under the word "camp," there's a picture of Krantor. Yeah, and <laughs> it totally very, suits him, yeah. doesn't yeah, it? It totally
0: it, like, suits oh. the character, absolutely. I,
1: the problem I had when when I watched it on VHS for the you know when it first came out was the the look of him. Um, I thought it, coupled with his over the top character, I thought the the look pushed it straight over the top. But then, I mean, I I realize now that it fits perfectly. He's mm-hmm he's a very camp person so he would pick a very camp costume yeah i think it's just, i i don't i have something against and in sort of real life as well you know when when people apply makeup that's colored or too thick and you get that weird sheen yes and he has that it's like it, a sweaty sheen yeah isn't it? and it i don't like it and i think that might have colored my, my perceptions <sighs> of him mm. but uh Watching it this time and watching it the last time I watched it, I, yeah, I, I think he's brilliant. I think he's he's hit just the right level of not quite taking this as, as serious as some of the others are, which I think is probably the right way to play this particular episode. Yeah. Um, I, f- I, 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 I do feel like a monstrous hypocrite. Why do I like this, but I didn't like Warlord? Mm. Mm. I don't know. And I, I think it's got to be intent, and also it's a much better script, you know, I mean, it's as a script, it works really well, I think.
0: But also, you hit the nail on the head earlier. You know, in Warlord, the costumes that people yes. are wearing are meant to be the costumes of that race, of that planet. Here, yeah. this is just dressing up.
1: Yeah, in Warlord, they're saying, this is meant to be real. This these is are space realism. people. Yeah, and it doesn't work. Where is this? They're not saying, this is real people, this is realism. They're saying, these are people on a stag night yeah. this is what you would wear and it it's like, yeah, you're right, it would people yeah. would dress up like this and he, like, you can see I mean, there's one line that Cranto has where he's sort of saying I, th- I don't know if it's Cranto actually or, or toys and he says, I wish everyone would throw themselves into Carnival like we do and I think, oh, that would have been brilliant if they'd have just had a few people dressed in, you know Blake style Robin Hood costumes or something. you know yes. what I mean, sort of costumes we've seen before, just to show that Ah, this isn't the norm. This is these people have dressed. This is up. something else. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And he looks great. I love that suit. It's oh, very. Yeah. It's very Blackadder three yes. to me.
1: Well, it's, I mean, he is. He's meant to be the Prince Regent. Prince he? Regent. He yes. Hugh Laurie. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I yeah, I I I love it. I think it's a really. Uh, I I'm not a great fan of that era of costume, and I think, just afterwards, costuming got better. But yeah, mm. it is. It is nice. You can see. Hugh Laurie wearing that, can't you?
0: Oh, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Um, Servaland says that she isn't there officially, and, yes. uh, and, and Krantor says try a pataki cake. And I thought, oh, pataki cake, that's a strange uh, See, uh, I, word.
1: I, I couldn't work out what he said there, and I, I played the subtitles, and it was in Dutch. Uh. didn't help. And I, I, I was going to look it up and I completely forgot by the end of the episode. It's
0: no, it's a Pataki, Pataki cake. Yeah, P-A-T-A-K-I. Well, I Googled it because yeah. I thought, well, I wonder if that's a thing. And it is a thing. All right. But it's not a thing because Pataki seems to be a, a surname. So oh, it's right. just a cake that you get from a certain person. It's not a, a recipe or anything like that. Right, It's a dessert. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's not really Can't a thing. No, no, not an actual thing. Okay. Um, Perhaps
1: you meant a tacky cake.
0: Or maybe a tacky cake. Yeah. I don't know. It's it definitely said nice Pataki story. on the subtitles because yeah. I put it on the subtitles. Yeah, bit,
1: I went really read Because
0: it like, <laughs> I was eating some crisps at the time and I need subtitles yeah. to hear what everyone's saying. But no, it's Pataki. Okay. Pataki. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but she says she's after Dockley, and she'll pay two million dead or alive for him. Yes. All right. Now, I've got a question here for you. What? Um, Blake learns that Docile knows the location of Star One in Countdown doesn't he Provine said yes. y- you know cyber yeah. surgeon Docile yeah. how does Servalan know that Blake knows that
1: this this is the season 2 coincidence isn't it that everyone is is looking for a particular thing at the same, same time, time. Mm-hmm. Um, which is i mean i can forgive that it's a it's a a writing convention isn't it but you're right why why is she suddenly worried about Star One? Why is she suddenly unless someone's tipped her off that Blake is looking for Star One and she's thinking, "Oh, I gotta cover the trail." But mm. for them to hit at exactly the same time, yeah, yeah. And of I course, suppose if they didn't, we wouldn't have an episode, would we? Really?
0: The, the, the yeah, the epitome of that is going to come when we talk about Star One. Yeah, you know where everything yeah. is all happening at exactly the same time. But uh, yeah, it's just a small thing. But it is just yeah. a small thing. But she also says she's after Travis. Who, who yeah. says she has? He has an artificial arm. I thought he, it was just the hand.
1: No, no, I think it was, his, it was meant to be. Was his his arm, always it always
0: his yeah. arm? Was it?
1: Yeah, because it went in. Um, well, it's at least his forearm. Because in in uh, Seek Locate Destroy, when when she says about his uh, his ha- hand, he he sort of gestures from the elbow to the oh, does he tip? So yeah, I. Perhaps it got worse. <laughs> it grew. Perhaps, yeah, it
0: grew. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But I love how Crantor laughs at the uh, eye patch idea. He yeah, says, oh, so how quaint.
1: <laughs> which is, I thought that was brilliant coming from someone dressed as the Prince Regent. Yeah. It's amazing.
0: We should have had other people yeah. wearing eye patches. Yeah, yeah. You know, we really want, we really do. Yeah. And she wants him found before Blake gets to him. Yes. And Crantor uh, and says he'll find them both for eight. And all the way through this, I really like this running gag that uh, Aubrey Woods has got where he says, uh, Commander, yes. Supreme, Supreme Commander. 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 Yeah. <laughs> all the way through. Love it.
1: It's superb. Um, why is, why is um, Servalan worried about Blake getting to Travis? Because she's, she's going to, she, by her own admission, she wants to kill Travis. Mm-hmm. He's a loose end. And she know, must know that Blake, as soon as he sees him, will want to kill him. I don't get. I don't. I can see why she's worried about Dockley because Dockley. She thinks Dockley knows the secret of Star One's location, but Travis doesn't. No. Why? I don't know why she's worried about Travis. Surely she would be quite happy for Travis and Blake to meet. They might kill each other.
0: Yeah. Yeah. and out of her hair. Yeah. 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 But yeah, this whole supreme commander thing that Crantor says—that yes, no, line—he says, "What is life if we cannot be of some service to our fellows?" Is he looking at her breasts at that point? Because he's definitely not looking at her face in that moment. He's looking I, elsewhere.
1: I think anyone would be hard pushed not to look at <laughs> at Sirvelan's chest mm, at that point. Yeah, it's, it's dominating the scene. Um, but yeah, I think I think Aubrey Woods is such a good actor. I think yeah, he's throwing in little bits like that where there's slightly double meanings oh I'm he's consistent. kenneth williams yeah. he's yeah, definitely doing a kenneth so, yeah. williams
0: in this <laughs> it's the
1: kenneth williams playing Cantor,
0: oh that would be good wouldn't it
1: yeah
0: that would really that would be, be good amazing. yeah 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 you could have had oh yeah that, that's a thing carry, carry on, on
1: blake seven
0: carry on blake seven you could have bernard Bla- breslau as like a mutoid no he yeah. began wouldn't he he would begin. that's yeah. true <laughs> especially the later Siddhas carry-ons blake,
1: yeah. he? Blake. <laughs> um Jim, da-
0: G- Jim Dale could be Avon.
1: Yep. Kenneth Connor as uh, Villa. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Terry Barbara Scott Windsor is... as Serverland.
1: Yeah, yeah. Terry Scott as Travis. <laughs> See, wait, this is right in itself.
0: Come on, Mark. Let's have yeah. some photos. <laughs> All Carry, right. on Carry on, Serverland. Carry on, Serverland. Yes, yes. Um, Jacqueline Pierce. She struggles to get off that hammock. You were saying. You know. Oh, yeah. you know what I mean, I'm she's on surprised. some sort of like a hammock bed thing. Uh, she's tries to get off with her outfit intact and leaves. And Toys comes in, and they know about Travis. Yes. Um, he came in on the Bari, which is a ship, I guess.
1: Yeah, um, I, I imagined it was the name of the ship. I quite like this, that they're, they're throwing in names without explaining them, yeah. which is how people talk. Yeah, he didn't say, say the yeah.
0: pa- passenger cruiser Bari. He yeah. just says, on the Bari, yeah.
1: Which is that often too apt, doesn't it? It'd be like someone saying, the passenger cruiser Titanic has appeared... Yes, People don't talk like that. You would just say the name of it, which mm. I quite like. I think, just again, Robert Holmes is um, is a really good uh, writer. I, I love his stuff in this.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we have an aside here where um, Krantor asks toys if his headgear matches the rest of his outfit. And this is what I'm talking about. This is what I like, you know. They've only got nuggets of information from the past, mm. but uh, so they know things, but they put them together in the wrong order. Um, and it's not complete, you know, you've got Crantor saying about, oh, this this outfit is styled after somebody called the yeah. Prince Regent. They don't know
1: who it is.
0: They don't know. No. They don't know the name. Just somebody was called the Prince Regent. And then he goes on about Mardi Gras and he clumps yeah. the two together. These two things from completely two different places. I li- I mm. love all this.
1: Well, I, that's, I think that's how we we view history now, is the same thing. And it? it's like we said before, that... If if you could get a time machine and go back, I'm sure there's stuff we've clumped together that was hundreds of years apart mm. for the people taking part of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like oh, the the beaker people used this vase from this point to this point, and I bet they didn't. Yeah, we're just guessing because of where it was found in the the you know in the earth. But I like this that yeah they've they've. They perhaps got just a, a fraction of a sketch of what the Prince Regent wore yeah. and that it was the Prince Regent. And that's it. They know nothing else about it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I love it all of this. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about it before when we were talking about our oh um, uh, 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 What's his name? The guy who was in the tower yeah. uh, with his flintlocks and stuff yes. like that. It's just a mishmash of old uh, history, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. and that's how yeah. it should be. Yeah. Um, toys also says, um, they don't know about a dockerly, but there's somebody called Klein. Klein, yes. Yes, yes who was on the barre and did some surgery after an accident on it, and he stays on the rink, down in this thing called the rink. And uh, Krantor is curious as to why Servalan wants to pay so much for him and suggests getting any information out of him before handling over the dead body and then feeds Toys in a, I thought, pretty suggestive way, don't you think?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think well, I think probably sexuality has moved on a bit, hasn't it, <laughs> mm. in, in the the time? But yeah, it's quite suggestive. Quite. There's... Yeah,
0: with with Krantor, anything goes, doesn't yeah, it? You, you think oh, absolutely. That, yeah, absolutely. Which yeah.
1: fits in with the, this being a, a sort of a pleasure. Do you think yes. that, you know when Villa was mentioning um, like pleasure planets and relaxation? He was talking planets, about like, it here. Was it this sort of thing, do you reckon? Could
0: have been. Could have yeah. been. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, Up on the Liberator, we've
2: got a brilliant scene.
1: Yes, Avon and Villa. They say it's wide open.
2: What is? Freedom City. So I've heard. Wide, wide open. Got everything a man ever dreams of, they say. Space City pales by comparison, they say. You know, if it was a desert down there, so hot your eyeballs frizzle, poisonous snakes under every rock. Blake would have sent us. You can bet on it. Bet. Why not? It's perfect. What is? There is a casino down there. It is called The Big Wheel. No stake limits. Why don't we bust it? Because we're up here and the casino's down there. We go down there. We can get ORAC to operate the teleport. He can do it just as well from down there as up here. You mean we take ORAC with us? Of course we take ORAC with us. (laughs) You dummy. You haven't caught on, have you? What's in your mind? The big wheel is run by a computer that fixes the odds at 5% in favor of the house, right? Right. Right. ORAC reads computers. Oh, that is beautiful. Avon, there are times when I almost get to like you. Yes, well, that makes it all worthwhile. I mean, you give me a warm feeling right here, around the money belt. We are going to need some kind of casing for Aurach. Wait, suppose Blake wants fetching up while we're on surface. Oh, he'll be several hours looking for Lee. We can break that casino and be back up here inside of one hour. He need never know that we were gone. I just need a convincing. I'm convinced. I'll get a casing for Aurak. Just a minute. I'd look at Orak. I mean, look at it. It's a bit on the bulky side for smuggling into a casino, wouldn't you say? Orag, are you familiar with the theory of molecular reduction? Am I to assume that you refer to the stabilized atomic implosion? Yes, Villa and I were just discussing it. We were? And I was assuring him that the whole idea is an absurd fantasy. On the contrary. It is neither absurd nor is it a fantasy. Are you suggesting that you know more about the subject than I do? It is not a suggestion. It's a statement of fact. Do you seriously expect me to believe that you could, for example, reduce your size without affecting your function? I could. For how long? It would depend on the degree of reduction. Approximately one-eighth of your current size. Two hours, six minutes. Talk's cheap. Uh, Does that mean something? It means he doesn't believe you, and neither, as a matter of fact, do I. I take it you wish me to prove it. Why not?
0: Despite all the, you know, the cheapness and cost-cutting that we've had so far in this episode that irritates the heck out of me, like I say, this is Golden Age, Avon and Villa that we've got right now. Yes.
1: Yeah, this is, whenever I think of Avon and Villa, this is the Avon on Villa I think of. Mm. Um, and it's just brilliant. The, act, the the actors are so happy in their, in their sort of characters that it follows over. So these these are real people at this point.
0: Mm. I've got the word comfortable. Yeah. They're comfortable with each other, aren't
1: they? Yeah. You know, yeah. There's and... no pretense, are they? The way they're sat, they're not trying to impress each other. Nope. They're not trying to out, uh, you know, one-upmanship each other. They're just. It's you, just if natural. They'd have been, yeah, if there would have been a pub there, they'd have been. Let's just go for a pint. Yes. You know. Yeah. yeah it's brilliant. It's so. It's It's, it's superbly written. And it's superbly acted. Yes. This is, this is top TV, whether be it sci-fi or anything. I. I think this is this is superb stuff
0: yeah um something i'd forgotten though um you know when I, I, the only you, you know resort I had was my audios is the visuals, and villa is actually playing actual chess isn't he yes. that's yeah, that's the chess sets that anybody could buy you know back in the late seventies you know and in fact, I think I had one just like this
1: so i've I've just assumed that villas they knew they were going here because you know it was a Blake, it wasn't a last minute thing on Blake's part, so I think Villa's been practicing with the idea that in the back of his mind, he wanted to go, you know, he was desperate to go down there to mm. to do a bit of gambling, so perhaps chess is like, it, that's the cool thing now, you know
0: <laughs> I love it though, and I love the way that Avon, he's just sat on the floor, isn't he Yeah, you know, he's,
1: he's bored
0: He's bored, and he's fiddling yeah. with some round playing cards, yeah and space I, cards. Space cards. And I paused that and I tried and tried to see what the image is mm-hmm. on those cards. And I can't make out what the heck that is.
1: I don't, no, I don't know. I don't know. I doubt they would have made them specifically, but you never know. Well, I don't know.
0: And, but Villa, he's gutted that, they're yeah. not, he, that he's not down there in Freedom City. And he also says that if it was a desert planet, Blake would have sent them yeah uh, and um, and you can bet on it says Avon, and a light bulb pings on above his
1: this, head, doesn't it? This is um this is this is let alone Blake being in every man. this is every man behavior whinging about the fact that if there's a crap job, you yep. get to do it if there's yep. a good job, the boss goes and does it yep. this i you hear this even now, you know in workplaces it's it's really good, but uh, I do like um that it's, it's Avon instigating this, isn't it? He's a scamp. Yeah. He's, he's, uh, he's a naughty boy in this.
0: Yeah, and how good is Paul Darrow? Because oh, he stands definitely. up and he says, Why not? Yeah, and he goes on about, you know, this big wheel, you know, and I love his delivery. I love, yeah. I love the way Paul Darrow delivers Com- this.
1: Compared to the uh, Shatner esque yeah. shouting of, of, of yeah. season
0: four. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, there's a thing called a big wheel, yes. and, and it's controlled by a computer. And yeah. and orac can read computers. And all of it is brilliant. The yeah. two of them, as I say, are terrific. But the thing I don't like is that line where Avon calls Villa, you dummy. You haven't got it, have you? You dummy. That but, doesn't uh, yeah. sit well for Blake 7 for me.
1: I, well, I spoke like the word dummy using it or Because... Because I mean, you would say that to a mate, wouldn't you? If they're if they're slow on the update, yeah, but it's too know. real world. I think I yeah, think it's yeah, just right. too
0: yeah. too real world. But there's compensations because you know the you lines, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Villa saying Avon, there are times when I almost yeah. like you, <laughs> you know.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, and then uh, Avon's yes, well that makes it all, Is it all worth worthwhile. While. It's he's brilliant. He's he's. He is just brilliant. It's such good stuff.
0: Yeah, and and Michael Keaton saying about you give me a warm feeling yeah. right about here, around where the around Bel- the money yeah. building. Bel- <laughs> <laughs> they are classic Avon and Villa lines, aren't they? You have
1: to play this scene in full.
0: Honestly. Oh, I, oh no, definitely. I've, yeah. I've already um, marked that. No problem. I've, I've already um, cut out the audio that I need for this uh, for this episode. You just gonna and play the entire episode? Yeah. You well, yeah. All the Avon and Villa bits. Yes, mm. yes. Um, but. Th- my question, again, is, right, this plan that they've now come up with, why do they need to do it? You've got a room full of wealth, haven't you, on the Liberator? Yeah. You know? Well, then,
1: and- I mean, I, it, the, 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 the amount of wealth that's, that makes up wealth changes, doesn't it? Because in, in um, Spacefall, Avon's getting something like 5 million from the banking cartel, and that's, that's more wealth than the Federation's got. Whereas suddenly now... Crantor's making 4 million just on, you know, 30% cut on the wheel and that. So that that moves. But yeah, I, they're not doing it for the money. I think they're doing it. Avon's doing it. Not even that he can beat it because he knows he can. He's doing it because he's bored.
0: Bored, yeah, yeah. That's, I think
1: that's the, the pure motivation behind his activities. What are they going to do with the money? I
0: was going to say, they get the money at the end. How do yeah. they spend that? They don't yeah. go anywhere to spend it. Um,
1: Savon buys supplies in a leather shop. <laughs> so he gets starts wearing all the studs.
0: <laughs> yes, maybe, maybe. Yeah. I thought of a reason why uh, they don't have any money anymore, and I think there are unseen stories where Blake gives it all away. He goes to oh, planets and he funds resistance floor, yeah. and stuff like that. You know?
1: Yeah. That would have been a good, good little storyline, wouldn't it? He's being A1, the messiah. Where's my money?
0: <laughs> oh, I've given it away. Yeah. yeah. yeah it is. Yeah.
1: It's like in Time Bandits, isn't it?
0: It is. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, Villa points out the obvious. Aurak's too bulky and uh yes. we get a bit of a silly moment, but I still love it's, it. Yeah,
1: I, I, I love it, but this is this is still too silly for me the way it's done. I mean A, they don't need to take Aurak along. He could sit on the ship and still Communicate with them. Yeah. Communicate and so that so this is purely a, a, a throwaway gag, isn't it? And B. They do that close up straight away on the little model Orac, which is cute, but in no way matches no. the full size Orac. <laughs> and why why did they never use this again?
0: It what is very Cindy, exactly, yeah. it's very silly, but I, yeah. I'm I'm willing to go along with it, yeah. you know. And um, I like the way that again, it's not needed um, except for you get to see Orac more in that they both kneel down to talk to Orac, yes. don't they?
1: And, and it's brilliant. Avon plays Orac like a fiddle, doesn't he? He's, he does. He's yeah. He's in he's in full on uh, blackadder mode, isn't he? In this, he's you know, oh well. I I I thought it wasn't possible, and he he's. He knows exactly the buttons to press. Literally, yes, <laughs> ironically, the buttons to press on Orac. Yes. You know.
0: <laughs> are you telling me? <laughs> and all yes. this business, yeah, yeah. He asked me, is he familiar with molecular reduction? Yes. Uh, which, of course, he is. He calls it a stabilised atomic implosion. Yeah. Okay. And and which
1: weirdly is now a thing. It, ma- it makes more sense now than it did then. Then it yeah. was like all was magic. Now, yeah, that you know we're we're more nothing than we are stuff. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. There's yeah, a lot yeah. of lot of nothing in us um, yeah. and in everything. So, yeah, it, it's almost like it's gone through silliness back into oh, reality. Okay. Yes.
0: Yeah. We're back in science. Yeah. yeah. And Avon asked for a demonstration and again, you know, these are two mates. I love the way that Avon yeah. holds up his hands a certain distance yes, apart yeah. and Villa pushes them together. And uh, they want ORAC to demonstrate by shrinking yep. to approximately one-eighth. That, that sets in the 70s, doesn't it? It's yes, not, yeah, way yeah, way. Yeah, you know, 30% or anything like that. It's uh, one-eighth. And
1: well, I think this shows that um, Avon was a scale modeler.
0: Do you sense. think? Yeah, I think so. Do you so. think? All right. I yeah. so. That would explain a lot. Yes. You're just saying that because you want to be Avon. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we get this clumsy wipe to the reduced yeah orac which doesn't look anything like, the, like uh, the, the 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 other one now um alex over at century casting yeah, he makes little he ORACs makes ORACs little ORACs. oracs and you know i i'm really thinking about getting one because i didn't realize i do if you, if you, if you study that shot i thought it was tiny i thought it was like matchbox size but no, it's no, actually no, bigger it's, than that yeah. and alex does do one uh, i'll put the link on the facebook page to alex's thing and um, I'm I'm thinking about getting one now because Alex makes them and they do light up.
5: Yeah,
1: they as look well
0: really and good, do they? they do look really good, and and I for thought that. A,
1: yeah, I was going to say for anyone anyone new listening, uh, when we say Alex, we mean Century Castings. We do. I'm sure you'll put a link in when you. Somewhere? I
0: am going to put a link um, in. Uh, yeah, yeah, and and I think it's totally appropriate that we're talking yeah. about Alex at this point because I know from Small Space last year that Crantor is. Alex's favourite guest character yeah, in Blake Seven, yeah. So uh, entirely appropriate that we mention Alex. Hello, Alex. Hello, Alex. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, yeah, and and straight again, mates. mates uh, again, you know, Avon and Villa shake hands, don't they?
1: These are these are two school kids egging each other on, aren't it? They, they is, are. Yeah. <laughs> and I love I, it. This is this is this to me. This is much more adult and interesting than some of Blake's pontificating about freedom.
0: Or or Tarrant's posturing or anything like that. Yeah, yeah.
1: This is why I wish I wish Avon ever put Tarrant in his place when he bullied Villa,
0: yeah. He should have done more, shouldn't he? I think so, yeah. The 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 Avon from here would have done, yeah. Oh yeah. Alright, well we've got to fast forward through an awful lot now and we get to Servalan talking to Jarriere.
3: Oh, you don't trust Penta? He is a despicable animal.
4: When the Federation finally cleans out this cesspit, I shall have that vulpine degenerate eviscerated with a small and very blunt knife.
3: Um, If the Supreme Commander feels like that about him...
4: For the moment, we need Crantor. Even if he cannot be trusted? Oh, he can be trusted to do anything for money. He'll deliver Travis.
3: And Jocelyn.
4: I told him dockerly, dead or alive. Already he is wondering why a corpse should be worth so much.
3: Then, ma'am, we are likely to get the corpse? Yes. After Cranter had learned the answer to that question?
1: Exactly. Now positioning with...
3: Right,
0: Vendor. let's talk about him now, then, shall we? Because, yeah, I've got a well, problem I, with yeah.
1: him. Well, I've got a huge problem with him, but my memories of him... Because I didn't remember him at all, even from the VHS day, so... um well, I had uh, I had someone ask me to commission. You know my little IMAR um, figures when I did them the one thirty yeah. second scale, not one eighth scale, one thirty second scale. <coughs> um, <laughs> I did I did a load of figures and I did a seven figure. And someone said, um, and they were they were from Horizon, and she wanted a, a jarier figure. And I thought, who the hell was that? And I had to go and track him down. And then uh, this might even have been previous, and I had to find clips and that. And uh, I I thought. Oh, perhaps this—perhaps this is a, a major character that I've not realised. If someone wants to commission a kit you know of them and, yeah and he's not he's a nothing of a character
0: he's a nothing nothing yeah. um yeah as you said earlier he's not in the same league as jacqueline pierce No, he's there solely to give questions so serverland yeah. very clumsily gives the exposition you know it, it is daft i i don't like this segment at all because he, it is exposition
1: it's pure exposition he is basil exposition but it's also he doesn't even do it in a particularly good way he sounds like he's asked these questions 300 times before and he's you know i mean it's there's there's nothing naturalistic about the way he's acting
0: he's like the village idiot he really is like the village village idiot the actor's a guy by the name of harry jones okay and um yeah he he's miscast in this well he's not because he's thick isn't he he doesn't understand things and things have to be explained over and over again to
1: him. my question is who is he why is he Servalan's aide? Servalan wouldn't put up with a sicker's shit <laughs> helper unless he was particularly good looking. And this fellow, but he's not. I mean, yeah, with all due <laughs> respects, he's not. Um, he looks like a jockey, doesn't he? he looks like a little and he's Scottish.
0: We have a Scottish. We've got Scotland in the second calendar as well, haven't we?
1: Yeah. Uh, I thought he was Irish, but I don't know. No, he's Scottish. Apparently, yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, none of this fits. I, I I would not be surprised to hear that someone else was going to play this, and it was going to be really good. Part they didn't turn up, so they asked one of the camera guys. Said, so "You'll fit a costume. You're tiny. On you go."
0: Yeah, I will tell you who he reminds me of, both physically and his performance. And that's um, and and yeah, the total total miscasting. He reminds me of Marjo Gortner. Yes, the, yeah. The sidekick yeah. in Star Crash. You know, with that hair, with that nose, with the completely, yeah. um, you know, uh, He hasn't miscast got the statue,
1: in. has he? Yeah, but...
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like he, he could be Marjo Gortner's mm. kid brother. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Do you know what? You won't hear me saying this very often, but uh, Tarrant would have been better in this part. <laughs> <laughs> Who's I don't he meant hear to you. be though? Who the character? Who? What's his role in this? As yes. Far, other than what's his rank? Yeah. What's his rank? What is he? Why is he with Servaland? Why is? Why are they almost talking on an equal level? Yeah. Where if this character hasn't earned the right to talk to Servaland on this level, you know, Travis has, and some of the other officers were, but we've never seen this guy before. It's like, who is he? What's
0: He's too stupid to be her yeah. advisor, isn't he? Yeah.
1: How has he not been in on any of this so far if he's there with her? Mmm. You know, I know there's, there's this thing of, oh, you've got to have a character that the audience, they're asking what the audience should ask, but they should have at least some basic knowledge.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. No, no. He's not good. Um, mm, not at all. I'll tell you what. Watching it again uh, for today, you know, um, she says she wants to kill Crantor uh, with a blunt knife. That's very uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. This is yeah. way before um, Alec Rick, Alan Rickman in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. But she wants him eviscerated, and. Um, and it expects him to get the information out of Dockley before killing him. And we're going to fast forward again to something I really, really do like. When Krantor talks to Serverland via that nifty mirror TV yes, thing. Yes,
1: it's a, quite a nice little... There's, there's one bit later on that annoys me, but that's more the technical me than anything else um, for that mirror. But otherwise, it, yeah, it's quite nice that that it sort of he's built his... Um, dressing room dresser into the technology that's
0: that totally fits with krantor doesn't it
6: oh supreme commander how prompt you are such an admirable military virtue the matter of which we spoke earlier get to the point krantor the first package is already on its way and naturally i do expect payment on delivery
4: naturally travis i imagine.
6: The second will follow in due course, but if you find time is, um, dragging, I can provide some very original forms of diversion, which I guarantee will give you immense pleasure.
4: Dockily is all I want from you, Kranto.
6: Kranto! One of these days' toys! I am going to have Supreme Commander High and Mighty Savalin, lan until she does not know what month she's in. I'll have her screaming for death. Crayon We have a trekker ready to challenge the clute. Oh, And so early, too. It's usually much later when they're drunk or desperate. I say, what a profitable start to the evening. And he says that he's got
0: Travis and Dockley will follow. And um and it seems after they've stopped talking that Krantor wants to kill Servalan too yeah um toys changes his mood to say that somebody has challenged the clute we haven't really talked yes. about the clue old oh, deep roy deep
1: right roy, yeah as soon as he appears it's like yay deep he roy. looks good
0: i like his does, uniform yeah. i like his outfit i like, the, I like his slick back yeah. hair yeah 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 and uh yeah somebody has taken uh taken on the clute at speed chess very early in the evening and uh the croupier the compare she's at it again um, yeah. as, as we've got this person dressed as a cavalier, or
1: yes, something, I, isn't I he? love. I, lo- I mean, I love that time period. I, I love the fact that he's dressed as a cavalier, but it's sort of he so looks so uncomfortable in it. I was starting. He thinking, looks embarrassed, do they, doesn't he? Yeah. Do they? When you come in, is it like they people don't bring these costumes? There's like a, a, a costume handed out service. Oh, so, you have to wear this. Yeah, I thought. <laughs> I thought. Oh, that's quite good if you read it that way because he seems very uncomfortable in that costume.
0: Yeah, he does look uncomfortable. Yeah. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. And he takes on the clue at this uh, rubbish computer chest. Yeah,
1: this is this is annoying as well. Because you've got the one person betting. So okay, so the house is, is is betting on that. Um they're also using it obviously as a way to get rid of people that do win big, get like they did with Villa. But you also want an element of of egging on the other people the other betters the other people that want to bet, and also giving them it's got to be entertaining and this isn't even a visually entertaining thing for the crowd to watch let alone the viewers it's like (laughs) i need the 8-bit graphics
0: oh it's so crude
1: (laughs) i I seem to remember a chess set like that on my it was
0: yeah no Uh, you could get them back then back then of course that was high tech yeah now it's like oh good god um it's good music though um i i I, I like i like the tension building music um i'll talk about that in behind the scenes i do
1: yeah the the music is good actually i do like i thought i don't know which would be worse, this or if they remade it now you would have them putting on 3d goggles and they would be in a 3d battle zone. bam Mm. bam bam and you would have i don't i think part of me thinks "Ah, actually this is better (laughs) this is very bbc
0: yeah very bbc yeah um did you spot um in in the middle of all the clutes controls the box the little square box that we've mentioned oh, before? I didn't, no. It's in there. I did... Oh. I-
1: I did wonder how they were controlling chess moves with one button press that wasn't marked.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. No. 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 It's oh, there. The
1: little box. Oh, you'll have to put the picture up on Facebook.
0: I've got a folder for the little box, and he's made oh. an appearance here in season two. Yes, it's it's there. Um, he's
1: appeared in more episodes than some of the cast members.
0: He has. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. The Cavalier dies. He, he gets you know a few thousand volts yeah. up his jack jacksie, doesn't but
1: he? He um he he got his kickle right. Oh, yeah, very good! Went, yeah, um, but <laughs> that effect I thought was awful. It's like that was um, adventure game. Yeah, people oh, adventure, game. adventure game. It's definitely a adventure game. Oh dear!
0: <laughs> yeah. Actually, oh. this
1: episode would fit on an episode of the adventure it, it, game, wouldn't it? it well, um, kids, now we're doing speed chess. Speed chess. Oh, Do we get to go home afterwards? No, you're going to die. Yeah,
0: adventure game. is like definitely. Kid. Yeah, yeah, it's product of its time. Yeah. When was, when
1: was what year was that?
0: round about now or just yeah, after bit, wasn't yeah. it yeah yeah, yeah 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 but yeah wasn't the cavalier on he was he was on a celebrity yeah. one wasn't
1: yes it, yeah
0: and i think it's on facebook if it is i'll 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 put the link to that on still um, better than any of
1: the episode four episodes <laughs> uh, season four
0: episodes indeed yes so yeah the cavalier he dies yeah. um and then we go across travis has been delivered to Servalan and we were talking about exposition before but here it really really takes off
3: yeah He's had a bad beating, Commander. Concussion, I think.
4: He'll soon come round. Travis is very strong.
3: Oh, he once worked for you. Yes. And now he's an outlaw. Uh what happened?
4: He outlived his value. But now he can perform one last service for us. In what way, Commander? Travis has been here weeks. He would have found out where Dockley is hiding.
3: Perhaps not, Commander, if he's no longer interested in the affairs of the Federation. Mm.
4: I know Travis better than he knows himself. He has one single dominating obsession. And that is to kill Blake. The revolutionary! The political criminal. And Travis knows that Blake also is hunting
3: Dockley. Because he wants the information that only Dockley has.
4: Exactly. And that is why Travis is here, shadowing Dockley, waiting for Blake to arrive.
3: If you're right, Commander. When he comes round, we can force him to tell us where to find Dockley.
4: That might take too long. Travis has a high pain threshold and we don't have the proper facilities here. No. I have a better idea. Disconnect that artificial arm. What are you going to do? Turn Travis into a walking bomb. Uncouple those neural relays, Jarrier. Good. Now pass me a nitro grenade.
3: You're going to put it in his arm?
4: Just draw the pin first. There. Now we put the arm back again. Careful.
3: What about the connections?
4: Leave them. When Travis finds his gun arm isn't working, the first thing he'll do is go to Dockery to get it fixed.
3: And as soon as he takes the arm off, <laughs> they both die. That's brilliant, Commander.
0: Um, he's unconscious, of course. He's had a good duffing up. And um, she, Servalan, she tells Jarriere to disconnect his arm, which, of course, we don't see because it's all uh, a voiceover <laughs> because, you yeah. know, Krantor is listening.
1: I th- Yeah, I... I thought to myself, that's either very clever, or again very cheap. But they knew they because cause when we later see Travis and Sam, it's like two bits of old downpipes. It is. Together and, <laughs> so I thought that's probably clever, but I like the way it's it's almost like when you're listening to the radio version of Hitchhiker's Guide, and when they're they're saying they're doing something on the like in the heart of gold, and you think you're just picturing these actors stood around the yeah. microphone doing it, and this is the same where they're sort of going cut this and then push just put that there and then wire this to, and you think you're just stood around the microphone you're not doing any of this
0: yeah and how does Servalan know this you know to put this thing called a nitro yeah. grenade in his arm um where has she got all this knowledge from but she does um, this would have
1: been an ideal place this is this could have explained why she bought jarria mm. if he had been a weapons expert there you go yeah she goes, this this is where you step in and he goes, that would have been brilliant. That would have been really good. Yeah, but if he was she a weapons expert,
0: it. she wouldn't be telling him what to do.
1: No, but at least he would have a reason.
0: He, he would have a reason, yes. There's no yeah. reason to exist. Yeah.
1: I share Travis's contempt for
0: it. Indeed. Yes. We're coming up to that. Yeah, um, yeah so Jarrier, he puts this grenade in his arm and also disconnects the workings of his arm. Yes. And she says that when he wakes up, she'll, he'll realise it doesn't work and go to Doc Lee and uh, Dockerley opens up the arm, and boom, they're both dead. And their yeah. uh, plans that's the quite end of
1: it. convoluted, isn't it?
0: It's very convoluted. Yeah. yeah.
1: I'm not entirely sure I kept up with all of it. No,
0: but. no. And at that point, that's when Travis comes round.
1: So you've arrived, Servalin.
2: Where's Blake? Is he heading here?
4: For once, I'm not interested in Blake. I want Dockerley.
3: I can't help you there.
4: Oh. You have Dockery staked out. You're waiting
3: for Blake.
5: I haven't seen Dockery in two
3: years. Just stay where you are. That your new muscle, Silverlin. Looks like a powder puff.
4: Yes, well, let's forget the
3: pleasantries.
4: Tell me where to find Dockery. I'll let you have Blake.
3: You haven't got Blake. Travis,
4: we could but... forget the past. Wipe it out. I'm willing to help you again.
3: My arm. What have you done to my arm?
4: Why? What's the matter with it?
3: Damn you, server! I must have been damaged when you were brought here. Shut up! So... you're working with Krantor.
4: Just bought a little help. Travis, you know why I want Dockery. His mouth has to be sealed. Why don't we trade?
0: And um, I must say here that uh, I I think Travis looks really good when he's out of his uniform. That outfit he's in is is really nice.
1: Yeah, he, I I think Travis is excellent in this. I I really do enjoy um, you know uh, Travis Mark II, And I think this is a really good episode for him. He he hits just the right notes. Mm-hmm. He plays it really well. Um, and yeah, he looks he looks really good with a bit of stubble.
0: He does. He does. Yeah. I, I, I like those fatigues he's wearing. Very Star yeah, Wars, yeah. I thought, you know, very are, yeah. utilitarian. And Brian Croucher in this scene, he's oh, not he's people. not the, you, you know, a lot of people, you know, vilify him for yes. his role as Travis. But here he's not going over the top. He, he I think he's really, really good in this scene, you know, um, Although we, we we have quite a questionable line now, don't we, about, what's that? Your new muscle looks like a powder yeah. puff. You
1: know? <laughs> yeah, the, I mean, I imagine the original line was powder puff, Yeah, which makes sense. So I don't know whether that was like a made-up thing at the time. I mean, different, it was a different age. It does, even answer went, ooh, mm. and yeah, it does, you know, I... I don't know. I think we've just got to accept it was a different age. It
0: was a different age because I do right. I'm a bit older than you, and I can remember that that calling someone a puff
1: oh, that was, was
0: yeah. yeah, that was a, a really mm. strong word to use to insult someone. You know, yeah, yeah. But he yeah. is really good in this. He's you know, sort of, you,
1: and I, yeah, you're right. People vilify um, Brian Croucher. They say, oh, he's just shouty. I, I, I've never thought he was. Every time I watch him again and again. You notice tiny little um, things he does in the performance that that are just so clever. Um, where he has the quiet moments, he has the moment. I Yeah, I think he's a, a good actor, and I, I know people seem to just sneer at him because he was in EastEnders for a while. But mm. so it's like, who hasn't been in EastEnders yeah, for a while? From
0: Blake Seven, uh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I
1: think I think he's. I, I mean, this. I know we save it for the. Travis episode, but I I I think I prefer watching Brian Croucher now than Stephen Grief. I love Stephen Grief. I think he's brilliant as a character, but I enjoy this version of Travis a little bit more now.
0: Definitely in this story, yeah. you know, um, the way you know he can glare just with one eye. You know, oh. he can convey a, yeah. an awful lot just by staring.
1: Well, doesn't is it? Um, Chaney the the barmaid when she says about his uh, glaring yellow eye. Mm and it's like yeah he's 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 superb he really is good this
0: is one of his best performances mm-hmm. when he says you know damn it servalan what have you done you know uh, he's not over the top you know he's really restrained and 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 brought it right in and 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 terrific in it
1: and there's a, a a scene later on when he um when he kills uh severdick cleverdick which is weird. clever cleverdick yeah there's a lot of mispronounced names in this episode, yeah. <laughs> and I don't know whether that was like a, a tongue-in-cheek thing on the you know on the studio days when they were thought these names are stupid. Let's see if we because because um, pronounces Servalan as Servaland Yes. All the time, Severdick is is pronounced differently by everyone. Um, but yeah, later on when when he kills it, there's a lovely scene where Travis wanders off screen and kills uh, clever Dick. Yeah, clever Dick. And that so reminded me. That, I don't know whether you remember it. There used to be a program called Turtle's Progress and there was a character in it called Razor Eddie. No. And he, and he, But every time he he was like the hardest man you've ever seen on telly. But every time he went into a fight, he walked off screen and the camera moved and you never saw him fighting. You oh, just right. saw him come back on. And it, this reminded me. So I thought that's so clever. Rather than showing a horrible, belaboured hiding behind boxes and yeah. firing your guns. Just the fact that, we're, we're so confident in Travis. There's no worry. He's gonna, he's yeah. gonna kill this guy. I, yeah, I, clever stuff. Really nicely characterised. Yeah.
0: Writing. And I like this scene. I like this scene between Jacqueline Pierce yes. and Brian Croucher. You they know. play so well. They off do. Each other. They do. So yeah, good. yeah, yeah, yeah. And Serverland says, "Give me Dockley and I'll give you Blake." you know, yeah. um, which is, I mean, that's all he wants. She tells Jarrier, doesn't she, that, you know, I, yeah. I know Travis better than he knows himself. All he is obsessed by is Blake, you know. and Yeah, yeah, that's, his, yeah.
1: that's all he wants to do is kill Blake.
0: Yeah. And which the... is
1: interesting later on that Blake is sort of, he says to Travis, you're no longer part of the Federation. You're off my radar. Hmm. I, don't know, I thought that was really interesting.
0: Yeah, no, that's good as well. Tra-
1: Travis, uh, yeah, he doesn't care, doesn't he? He just wants to yeah, kill Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Krantor calls at this point and he's bluffing it and he says that he's got Doc Lee and uh, tells Toys he wants Travis dead straight away because he knows that Travis yeah. is carrying a bomb. Uh, <clears throat> and so we go across to this big wheel thing. And it's not a very big wheel. It's not it, a big no. wheel, no. And Aurac is telling Villa what to bet on roulette. Yeah. Not space roulette, just, no, no, just bog-standard standard roulette. roulette, yes.
1: So I was thinking, how is, how is this computer controlled?
0: I know, how can you stop a ball yeah. landing so it where it's going to land? And,
1: things. and if it is controlled like that, wouldn't I know, I know you've got computerised roulette on a computer screen and you can bet, and I always think, you don't know what that computer's doing so why are people betting on this but yeah I was expecting something a bit more spacey and yeah. it's just a, a, t- a tatty old roulette wheel
0: they could have made the ball silver or something yeah. do something although
1: we moan at, we do moan about that though. we but do we, they could have they could have put some, they got plenty of pea bulbs I mean they've got the federation fleet yeah they could have put that round it yeah
0: they? yeah 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 but Villary he's wi- he's winging a, uh, sorry winging he, he's winning a lot and, uh, and that's been noted by toys um we go back to Serverland, more painful exposition from God, yeah. Um because Jarrier doesn't understand and, you know, and she's going, even then I win and all all that, yeah. you know, everything's spelt out for him. And uh, I hate these,
1: yeah, I hate these sort of scenes in shows, especially sci-fi Seems to suffer from it a lot where the villain will explain what they're doing in minute detail. Yeah, like, we yeah, don't need to know. Yeah.
0: But she, she's... Her plan is she wants Crantor to kill Travis for her, yeah. and uh, also if you know Crantor does learn what Dockley knows, the location yeah. of Star One, there's a reason now to kill him because yeah,
1: which is nice that they the Federation still needs a pretense yes to wipe someone out. It's not again not the evil Galactic Empire Star Wars style where what you know they they could just wipe him out at a whim. Yeah, it's nice that Servalan feels she's got to have at least a reason. Yeah, yeah, for killing all these people. Yeah, I do like the fact that she says because um, they're sort of saying uh, that that this is outside of Federation territory, not very far outside, but outside, and that she's recommended for years that the the Federation Council should wipe out these sort of uh, dens of sin. Mm. I, I I thought that's really nice. So it's like. See, it's, it's almost a personal quest as well on her yeah. part, isn't it? Do you think she lost on the wheel at some point? It
0: <laughs> could be. Could be, yeah, when she was on her way up. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. Crantor um, and Toys work out how Villa is doing it. I
6: don't know how he's doing it, Toys. But he's taking us. He must be stopped, Crantor. Watch him. Watch him. Carefully. Every time. Just before he makes a bed. His left hand, up to his ear, or his head.
3: We must find out how he's doing it.
1: Yeah, they should have been quicker at this. I mean, they're running a casino. This cannot be the only no. time someone's tried to, to bust the bank. So even if they weren't computer controlled, the fact that it's so painfully obvious that Villa's talking into something—have they? Ne- you know, again. I, but then we didn't really have personal Not radio back then. communication no. back no. then. So yeah. Good you, just, point. you look at it and go, why, why, are you, why does it take you so long to work this out?
0: Yeah, yeah. Avon wants uh, Villa to quit, but he says one more go. And at this point, he's being watched by a Regency toff, uh, yeah. a man dressed as a nun, <laughs> yeah. and a vampire.
1: That's a good stag night. Isn't it? That,
0: that vampire there, you know, the guy yes. in, in the suit and <laughs> yeah, the top hat, yeah. he looks an awful lot like Alan Ford. Do you know who Alan Ford is?
1: Um... Hitchhiker's Alan Ford or...
0: Oh I don't know if he was in Hitchhikers. Mm-hmm. I know him from things like um uh Lockstock. Yeah, that. Lockstock and Bricktop in Snatch. Bricktop, yes.
1: Yeah. yeah, the same he he was yeah, he was in um Hitchhiker's Guide. He oh, uh, played right. Ford's friend. Um yeah, he does actually he does it could be, because at that point, he was working at the Beebs. So.
0: Well, I did IMDB yeah. him, but there's no mention of him being in this at all. Yeah. But it looks an awful lot like him. Yeah. I'll tell you what... Now, now
1: Bricktop would be a good villain.
0: Bricktop to play, top so. would be good. I'll tell you what, and going off on a bit of a tangent here, when I was IMDBing him to see if he yeah. if this he was the vampire in this in this thing, I did not realise, and I've never, ever known, and I know the film, and I love the film, and I know you love the film too, that... He is in a film of ours that we adore, American Werewolf in London, right? All
5: um, right. He's
0: the policeman at the end, where the werewolf is in the porno oh, cinema, it, and he's holding yeah. the door shut, and he's like, "Get help!" Blah blah blah, oh. and he's holding the door and pointing. That's Bricktop. It's
1: been a while since I've seen it, but yeah, I'll have to. Really yeah, that's it. Alan Ford. It's amazing. He he does turn up a lot, and you're watching it and going, "No, is that is that a young Bricktop?" That's I why I thought maybe this is
0: early days, it could be. early yeah, days you know, Bricktop, it could be. but. Yeah. If it is him, it's not on his IMDb. But I tell you what, I'll, I'll try and get a screen grab and compare the two, but it looks an awful lot like him. When he smiles he's like, and he's got those yeah. silly, you know, joke shop vampire teeth in, yeah. he looks an awful lot like him.
1: It would be, it'd be good if, he, if it was Bricktop and he was, uh, this was giving him the idea to run the slot machines in, uh, <laughs> in um, uh, Snacks. Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. Well, we've got a drunken villa um, yes. He's met by Krantor with his cat. So we've got cats yes. now yes. in the second yes, calendar. So this,
1: yeah, well, we, I, cats would survive because they're clever. Aren't yeah, they? true. Um, they're in charge. Is your cat on your Obviously, lap right now? She is. Yeah, yes, yes, she go. is actually on uh, <laughs> yeah, my um, This is, uh, didn't you hear me earlier? I went, and I thought, oh no, I, I'm thought, on I
0: thought that was to me. Yeah, well, you know, that's later. <laughs> well.
1: Um, but uh, yeah, I thought this is this is so Blofeld, isn't it? The the white uh, cat. It's not subtle, then, is it? Yeah, no. But then I can see um Krantor being a, a cat man. I can see him having a cat.
0: Maybe in the mixed up, you know, higgledy piggledy, you know, uh, remnants of of history. Yeah. You know, maybe you know they found a photo of Blofeld from a James Bond yeah. film and thought that was the Prince Regent.
1: I could, I, yeah. You know, that wouldn't. That would be a good little. Uh, a little bit of fan fiction, there. yeah, <laughs> a bit of uh, retconning. Um, yeah, that could be it. I do like that he's got a cat, and the cat. I, I have to. I made notes about the cat. That how well behaved it was. Ah, how
0: well, the cat. Normally,
1: yeah, cats and um, studios generally don't mix, do they? Well,
0: the cat contributes to the shoddiness of this episode which we'll be talking about in a minute, Aww. okay?
1: Did it, did it uh, pee on the uh, expensive set? Uh, no, but
0: it is the cat's fault that, uh, yeah, the cheapness of this episode is apparent, yes. But he's taken off by Krantor, uh, without Avon yeah. while his money is being counted.
1: Uh, it's interesting, so do you think Villa is actually drunk? Because I don't think he is drunk, is he? I think he's, he's drugged at this point, because as soon as he sits down... Ah, uh, oh, but that's week. when he he's comes back. Sober,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah, see I don't understand that. He sits down and it's like yeah. what's going on. Now that would explain yeah. it if he was fed a drug by Krantor off screen. But before Krantor takes him away he's it, already a bit. He's all yeah. he's a bit squiffy already, isn't he? Yeah. 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 Um yeah, but they yeah, that's the point they come back in. Um we've got a Spanish bullfighter now. Um, they've gone back to the dressing up box, and we've got a Spanish ball fighter at this point.
1: Yes, I noticed that. Yeah, Spanish ball fighter. This is just before this scene. You know, we were saying about the mirror. This is the this is the one bit with Krantor's mirror that annoyed me it was when he so he says, "Who is the person?" Uh, yeah, who is the person? Swipes it down, and it's already it's already
0: on Villa. On Villa. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit of an editing problem. That yeah yeah yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, no, Krantor comes back in, and he's got an an announcement to make.
6: Friends and patrons, your attention, please. I have an important announcement. Vila, this gallant sporting gentleman, has agreed to end the evening with one final wager. (laughs) Friends, he has agreed to challenge the clute. At speed chess, <laughs> the terms of the game are: if Villa loses, he pays the usual penalty. But if he wins or draws, then I have promised to double his winnings. Yes, friends, he will leave here with ten million credits.
5: Oh. Oh. Oh.
2: You out of your skull.
6: Oh, Avon. Good old Avon. And good old Crenshaw. We're going to have another game.
1: Yes, yeah. Avon's face <sighs> is brilliant.
0: Villa it? is going to take on the Clute at Speed Chess. Yeah. Avon's splutter there. Um, I don't know if that's available as a GIF, but I want it yeah, as a GIF.
1: get that, yeah. <laughs> this
0: is not Season 4 Avon. You wouldn't see Season 4 Avon spluttering like that, would you?
1: No, no. These are real people again though, aren't they? They don't have to be sort of hyper on all the time. No. They're just doing normal things. They're reacting like human beings, not space heroes.
0: (laughs) It's brilliant. You wouldn't see something like this in Star Wars. You wouldn't see someone spluttering into their food like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And like we just said there, as soon as Villa sits down, he's sober again. Um, Yeah,
1: immediately. So I... That's why I think it must be some sort of drug or, you know... I mean, I suppose the question then is why would they undrug him as soon as he sits down? That's true. Why would you uh, not rather have it? Because you're guaranteed that he'll be crap at speed chase. Because
0: it does go wrong for Krantor, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because, yes, of course, you know, uh, Krantor says if you lose, you lose your money. But if you, you, you know, win or draw... Um, everything's fine. So Villa, off he goes. He's playing with Aurak's help and does reach a draw with a Um
1: I was also going to say about because um, when they announce, I was just looking through my notes, when Crantor um, announces Villa, he pronounces it weirdly, doesn't he? Villa. Villa,
0: yeah. Vila. It's like you with Kiera.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's just too much. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And, uh, yeah, they get their money, which is down on the floor. They pick up these boxes and, uh, off they go. Um, and that's the last time we ever see Krantor. You know, he's told off a bit by toys about, oh, you blew it. Mm. And, and that's the last we ever see of Krantor. Presumably, Serverland left him alone, you know. Yeah. um, I
1: quite, I quite like the fact that he didn't, there wasn't a comeuppance. It wasn't, you know, like, Blake destroys it at the end or anything like that. It's just another day in the life of this place, isn't it? Yeah. You can imagine the next day them getting up and doing roughly the same thing with someone else, it turns out. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So, and I do like that. I like the fact that Crantor, you know, carries on with his little world that he's got there and everything. Um, Of course, you know, the actor, Aubrey Woods, uh, uh, is no longer with us. So, Big Finish can't, you know, mind that unless you have an uh, somebody doing an impersonation but i do like that that you know um me, um you know coming across servalan isn't necessarily a death sentence is it
1: no it's you 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 rapidly run this thing it's why do any why does anyone ever deal with servalan because you you'll die at the end why does anyone ever try and deal with blake because you'll die at the end and this is quite nice that it's sort of people aren't expecting to die immediately it's you know a, a day in the life of yeah, yeah.
0: day in the life of very good alright well we go up onto the liberator um, and for once um, and I really like this for once for once we don't get a forced comedy ending alright no no it,
1: it it's a funny ending
2: welcome back how did you get on we managed to reach Dockley oh great wonderful terrific we didn't get the location to start one. Though. I think it's my turn on call, Avon. Oh, you're back. Filler, I don't like that innocent look. What have you two been up to whilst we've been away? Me? Nothing. Had a little sleep. Um, played a little chess. Played a little chess? And that's all. That's right, Blake. We had a real quiet time.
1: It's a funny ending, but it, it's entirely from the, ca- the point of view of the character, isn't it? It's not, it's not a funny joke or a funny line. It's not some
0: hideously yeah. silly, stupid, yeah. tacked-on ending, which we're going to talk about next week, which, to me, uh, spoils next week's uh, yeah. um, story. But this one, yeah, it's totally in character with the two of them, you know, Blake, Jenna, and Callie—they teleport up, and Blake yeah. sniffs a rat because uh, yeah. of their behaviour. Avon is actually quite polite, isn't he? <laughs> you know.
1: Yes, which immediately tips the. Yeah. Way. I do. It's got one of my favourite Blake Seven lines, which is uh, uh, Avon saying, "Villa, quick, hide the money." Yeah. <laughs> it's just brilliant.
0: Yeah, it is a bit clumsy, you know, the way they go. Oh no, nothing playing chess. Oh, nothing yeah. at all. And then they both look at each other and look behind at the box. And that at that moment, yeah. that's when Aurat comes back to full size. What happened to the box? Presumably, coming back to size, smashed yeah, the box he bang. was in. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, it's a bit, a little bit silly, but. I don't mind yeah, it. it. I don't mind uh, yeah, it. Yeah, I think it's good. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And, and it's a good way to, to end this story, I think.
1: Yeah, it's a good end to a, a superb episode. I, re- I, I know like I, say, I know you've got a few issues with it, and I've got a couple of very minor, minor ones, but on the whole, I, I thought this was a superb episode. I thought it was really enjoyable. I
0: prefer it far more now. I've, I've gr- grown to yeah. appreciate it because I'm not that yeah, silly yeah, little t- teenager that I was back yeah. then, you know? Yeah. If,
1: if, you're, if you want if you want everything to be realistic, gritty, and, you know, like, New Battlestar Galactica, mm. or, you know, Star Trek Discovery, although that's got a little bit better, um, this isn't the episode for you. No. In fact, Blake Seven's probably not the series for you. Um, this this is... It's not its not to the levels of, of like, late 70s, Tom Baker, Doctor Who, which went over from camp and silly to childish. Yeah. And there's a there's a huge difference between being silly and being childish for a television show. And I don't like things where it goes childish where you're getting the comedy sound effects yeah. that sort of thing. Or people are doing stuff and looking to camera. What yeah. I and this isn't this is really clever, well written. And I won't even say comedy performances because these are just realistic people. These every day at work we get lines that could appear in this show this sort of thing it's very realistic mm. it's much more realistic than you know your average marvel uh tormented mm. hero brooding mm. on a rooftop yeah 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 you yeah. know because you always get back to things like all these like these dark heroes brooding at some point they've got to go shopping yeah at some yeah. point they got to go and sit <laughs> on the lavvy yeah, and it, doesn't work whereas you can imagine avon and villa going shopping on a lavvy <laughs> on the, or sat on a lavvy yeah
0: <laughs> excellent well, well well put there in all right well let's get on then shall we shall we go on to uh, behind the scenes
1: yes yeah that'll be interesting i think
0: do you remember a show uh from 78 called gambit on the bbc gambit yes yeah do you remember well i do yes yeah. well apparently uh this story we've just been talking about is very similar to that OK, oh, right. and a lot of people think it's too close to be a coincidence. All right. And
1: the fact it's called Gambit. <laughs> yeah.
0: Right. Here we go. Right. These are the coincidences apart from the name of it. OK.
1: Right.
0: It's got a nightclub setting. OK. Right. It's got a compare. OK. Rather than the yeah. croupier type uh, that we've got here in a fishnets. It's uh, a comedian. It, it's got a protagonist called Klein. Okay, it's got quite a few cowboy references. Okay, the crime lord who lords it over the place uh, is bisexual. Okay, he's called Rafiq and he's got a camp assistant. Okay, who also has a lust hate relationship with a beautiful, powerful leader from the triads. All right, this is all ringing bells, isn't it? You know? Yeah, it is. Yes. So, I don't know, that coming out at the early uh, part of 1978 coincides pretty much with exactly the same time that Robert Holmes would have been writing this script. And, yeah, I don't know, called Gambit, I, with all this going on? I can on.
1: imagine... Yeah, I can imagine that it could well be that that it is a... Because you, you sometimes get this a programs, don't you, where when once something's out of its time, any... Any current Mickey take sometimes doesn't follow it, and it because you haven't got those references to go off. Mm. So, this could be just a, a complete Mickey take of Gambit the Show, yeah.
0: Yep. And David Maloney has also said that he had a, a suspicion that the script that Robert Holmes actually supplied was a, a piss take of Blake Seven, yeah. And it, yeah, I can see it. I can see Robert Holmes going, Oh, this thing's called called Gambit has just come out I'm going to adapt it onto Blake 7
1: yeah because he was very uh, very black humour wasn't he Robert Holmes It that's the sort of thing he would do
0: mm, mm, very much so in fact so much so that the in the original script when Villa says about you know if that was a desert planet you know with a sun hot enough to uh, you, you know fry your eyeballs yeah. he didn't actually say eyeballs do you know what the the original script said he it was going to fry, no it, his gonads, all oh, right. So yeah, <laughs> a sun hot <laughs> enough to fry your gonads. That's not a serious script, is it? No, no, definitely not.
1: That that's that's someone chancing their arm. <laughs> yeah,
0: I think David Maloney is right. You know, um, yeah. Robert Holmes is sending things up. Yes.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, uh, more more power to yeah. That.
0: Uh, rewind back to the beginning of uh, our recording. That snapshot of uh, Dockley, okay? Yes. It's. <laughs> I love it. It's actually. Um, the, the actor's uh, Dennis Carey, isn't it? Um, yes. It's his spotlight photo. Oh right. Do yep. you remember Spotlight? It was the Yeah, the the yellow pages yeah. of actors. That's his spotlight photo. <laughs> All they did yeah. was cut that out of Spotlight. That's how that yeah. how how uh, little money That's they what
1: it had. It looks like, isn't it? It looks it just looks like a headshot of uh, of the actor. Yeah. So yeah, I fair is yep.
0: yeah. yeah. As we've been saying all the way through, it looks cheap, it looks shoddy, yes. and that's because there was that's no money.
1: Cat, there there no. was They spent it on the cat.
0: <laughs> they did spend it on the cat, actually. Uh, David Maloney, on the uh, audio commentary on the DVD, says yes. that the cat was very expensive. Because not only did you have to pay for the cat, you had to pay for the cat's handler, you had to pay for the cat's vet... And they had to stop every so often for meal breaks for the cat. Yeah.
1: So, so the cat probably got paid more than Gareth Thomas <laughs> and had better working conditions. And
0: better food, it being so the BBC. You know, I love, that. Yeah.
1: I love that. I, that, that. That makes me proud to be British, that we treat our animals better than we treat our actors. It's excellent. I think that's right. I think that's how it should be. <laughs> that's how be, it
0: should yeah. be, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Yes, we talked about the uh, music during the speed chess yeah. scenes. Um, Originally, when they uh, set up the uh, recording of this show, there wasn't going to be any music whatsoever through this because Dudley Simpson was away on holiday, okay? And uh, a lady by the name of Elizabeth, uh, Elizabeth Parker, who's on some of the DVD extras, uh, she was the sound effects designer... Um, she saw a rough cut of this story, and she thought it was lacking without the music. So um, she created the music that you hear over those scenes of the speed chess Mm -hmm. playing. Yeah, and uh, David Maloney liked them. They put them in, but unfortunately, uh, there was no time to put any uh, credit for her on the end credits because they'd already been produced. So uh, there was no way that they, they could redo them and actually have uh, Elizabeth down as composer. Oh. Yeah, it's a bit of a shame. It's,
1: again, d- different world, isn't it? You wouldn't really get away with that. No,
0: though. no, not at all. The whole of the unions, all blimey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Brian Croucher, um, he doesn't like this story too much because he thinks that no. John Leeson and Aubrey Woods uh, were trying to outdo each other in the campness. Um, that he was, he's, he's not wrong, no, he's not wrong. I don't think it ruins, no, it, but know. he thought it, you know, he thought it, it yeah. was at the cost of uh presenting believable characters. I've got yeah. to disagree with him,
1: yeah. I, I disagree with him now, I think, but again, it my younger self would have agreed with him entirely, mm. yeah. So, yes me too, I don't me know. too, yeah, yeah. I think it's just our, our 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 sensibilities have changed to where we enjoy a bit of silliness absolutely,
0: now. <laughs> yeah. Um on the, I don't know why it's there, but on the Season 4 DVD extras, you've got a, yeah. a, a guy by the name of Ken Ledsham, okay, who was right. one of the production designers on the show, and uh, he's talking about this uh, Gambit episode in that, and he said they had practically no money whatsoever. And um, he had already worked out that if you've got to you, you know, dress a set where you've got no money, yeah. what you do is you make an interesting section all right then you have some drapes then you have another interesting section then you have some more drapes and he took that to you know blake 7 for this in that that's why you have all these like ribbony drapes everywhere
1: yeah classic um bbc money saving idea yeah Yeah. you you spread your money out and yeah you have cheap bits. Yeah,
0: cheap bits. Yeah, he was inspired because he lived at Windsor at the time, and um, yeah. Windsor was the place where Chipperfields. Do you remember Chipperfields Circus yes, yeah. in the seventies? There was at Christmas there was always a circus, yeah, Chipperfield Circus. Yeah, he was watching a. He was driving home one day, and he was watching a tent being put up, and the very peak of the tent was put up and you you know it went to a peak but then you had these vertical drapes coming and hanging down and that's where he got the inspiration to do this where you've got these like vertical drapes that go up that then curve up to a point in the middle you see
1: is that is that where we got they got the idea for having a clown on the set it might be might be
0: yeah yeah roped him in yeah and that material that we see all the way through you know the speed chess uh hall is something called slash curtain are you familiar with this stuff no i've not not i've never heard of slash curtain but apparently it was used a lot in the 60s and 70s on top of the pops just to hide the back wall i guess yeah. yeah 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 uh next thing zen doesn't appear in this episode whatsoever
1: that's true yeah
0: yeah and it's the uh do we see the flight deck no day? we don't do we, we only do see the teleport right. bay yeah mm-hmm. and uh it's the first time where pete the tudnam is uh instead credited as aurac and not zen oh. okay yeah right moving on to crantor himself aubrey woods Yep. now you like aubrey woods don't you
1: I do. I think he's everything I've seen him in. He's um, I've enjoyed his performances.
0: Now I don't. Right? <laughs> I don't like Aubrey Woods. I've never liked Aubrey Woods. I like him now as Crantor in this.
1: You, you're telling me you even don't like him as the sweet shop guy in uh, No Willy Wonka. No,
0: Can't. no, no,
1: yeah. no, no. He hits a kid with a cabinet. <laughs> true. Apart. True. I mean, You've got to like.
0: There's him. I don't know. There's something about his voice mm-hmm. and. You mentioned, you know, way back, you know, hour and a half ago, uh, about Day of the Daleks. Yeah, I didn't like him in that.
1: Really, I think he's one of he's one of the strongest things in that. I think.
0: There's something about his voice, and it's mm. absolutely no disrespect to the actor whatsoever. And I've IMDb him for this mm. episode we're doing today. For me, he was the voice of something, and I can't find it on IMDb. Mm. He was the voice on. Some children's documentaries. Do you know him from right. something?
1: I, I, I can't think of anything specific. But then I, it, you know, it's been a long time since uh, your
0: childhood. Since I was at school, yeah.
1: <laughs> um, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, they used to get famous people narrating, like, because uh, a lot of people would sort of forget that in the sort of early and mid to late seventies, school. You would, you would, there were schools programmes, and it was almost. Teachers would put it on almost so that they could doss about for an hour yeah. and just leave you watching the telly. And there was a lot of famous people that did this sort of stuff.
0: That's exactly what I'm talking There's about. A, it was yeah. some sort of like children's Tomorrow World or something. Yeah. It was a, definitely a school science style thing. And his voice was so distinctive that I can't I can't distinguish him from anything else apart from Crantor. So you.
1: You resent him for trying to... Uh, Educate to me, learn, yes. But, yeah.
0: <laughs> That's fair enough. I also know him from Up Pompeii. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, he's in Up Pompeii. That's
1: another programme they couldn't repeat now, isn't it?
0: Oh, blimey. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but like you said just then, he, he's very famous for Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, yes. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate, chocolate Factory, um, where he plays Bill the Candyman, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, and did you know his last ever performance to you, you, you know an audience was of the Candyman from that, oh, right. and uh, and it, and it was given apparently quite informally and quite often for the nurses in the hospital uh, oh. in Cumbria uh, where he he basically was dying, but he he used to give the performance. He was a much loved yeah. patient there,
1: and well, you think almost. Probably more people have heard him singing that song than have ever seen any other performance.
0: Mm, by him, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what he's most famous for. Um, yeah. But So, yeah, I mean, I like him in Crantor now as an adult. I, I, I like him in Crantor. I can see what he's doing, and it totally suits the yeah. character. But there's just something about his voice is, is linked to me, to my childhood, to, you, you know, science documentaries yeah. at school. And I can't distinguish the two, you know. Um, genre-wise, he's got a very paltry uh, sum, okay? Yeah. Four. Mm,
1: that's mutoid territory.
0: Mutoid territory, that's what we should call it, yes. Um, mm. some, I, I've got to go back and watch it. I love the film, and I've got it on Blu-ray, but I can't remember him in it. Uh, the Abominable
1: Dr. Fibes? Um, long time since I've seen it. So I, I couldn't say what part he played
0: in it Yeah, when you got Vincent Price in that camping that up yeah. Aubrey Woods will be uh, positively Shakespearean wouldn't he
1: he would <laughs> he yeah. would
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, the next thing was yeah Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory where he played yeah. Bill the Candyman next yeah Day of the Daleks where he played the Controller um, yeah. and then Blake Seven that's it he's, that was it yeah he's only got a genre tally of four which gives him a who tally of one okay
1: so it's very, very rare on the, on these tallies where we can say we've seen every one. Mm. <laughs> that's, that's quite
0: that's rare. A very. That might be the very first yeah. time, actually, yeah. thinking about it. Definitely for me, yeah. 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 All right, next bit we go on to. Was it worth it?
1: Um, I think it was worth it for Villa and Avon. <laughs> um, I suppose in the long run, it depends on whether you view the destruction of Star 1... As a as good a thing, yes, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, because it does give Blake another lead, doesn't it? Yeah, but
1: and this does lead on to the, the, the next episode, which is I remember as being horrifically horrible. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah.
0: um, and it wasn't worth it for Krantor because he lost a lot of no. money, but he did live. So in that way, it's well, yes. Well,
1: let's, let's, let's weigh it up for the characters then. So uh, was it worth it for Travis? He got to kill a couple of people. Yeah. He got to see Blake. Yeah. Got to have a Avita Zaid, whatever that is. <laughs> Sounds like it should come in a crinkly cellophane wrapper. Um, so I don't, I'm not sure about that. For uh, Dockerly, yeah, I think it was worth it for Dockerly. He got off there. Yeah, he got off there. Crantor um, down 4 million credits. But he's alive. Um, but he's alive. Yep. Um, Blake, another link in the Star yep. 1 chain. Depends whether you, you think that's good or bad. Avon and Villa, 4 million credits up. Yes. Add a bit of a laugh. Yep. For the audience, definitely worth yep. it. A good episode. I don't... Yeah, it, I think... Yeah, it probably it's a was yes. worth it in the long run. Let's put right? it as a
0: yes. All right.
1: I'm, I'm glad they did it. All right. Okay. <laughs> from a personal cool. point of view.
0: And it's a good story. Um, it, it's, it it's like an old wine, isn't it? It improves with age. I, I, I appreciate it more than I, yeah. I did when I was listening to my audio cassettes in the uh, 80s. Yeah,
1: I find this a lot with um, 70s stuff. Um, and it's, it's not that the programs changed or anything else changed. It's that I've changed. Hmm. The that, that stuff I stuff I adored and thought was the greatest stuff since sliced bread, I watch back now and think this is pompous nonsense mm-hmm. or this is so shallow. Um, you know, something like I I used to think Earth Shock on Doc Two was like the that's gotta be the greatest Oof. story ever, it's amazing. When you watch it back now and you go, There's no story yeah. here, it's just macho posturing. Um and then other stuff that I thought was the, that was really, really silly and oh you know, embarrassing to the the name of Blake Seven Adult Two. I now watch and think, yeah, do you know what? This is really, really mm. good. This is this is adult. This is clever. This is well written. This is funny where it should be. Yeah. So um I think it's got. Bit, it's, it's me that's changed, not the programme. It's the same programme.
0: Again, again. Succinctly put. Yeah. Well done, Ian. Yeah. I wish I'd thought of that.
1: I, I could. Uh, I could write for I know, like Radio Times or something. You could. You could. You know, the back page, one paragraph sums up your life thing. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. All right. Well,
0: no, that that, that, that was a good episode. Um, it
1: was. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah.
0: Thing. And I think we're going to have a, a, a lot of fun next week as well. Yes. Um, for different ways, perhaps. Different but, ways. Um, yeah. I have not watched it for quite a while, but I always remember it as being one of my favorite stories from uh, season three.
1: Yeah. I, I, I. I'm, again, I've not watched it since the VHS's came out and I probably watched it once I remember not having such high I thought it looked good and the story was quite interesting but I thought there was too many bits in that that ruined it. But again, I, I might, my view might be completely different now watching it. I, well, that's really good because
0: you and I are both um, coming into it fresh. If yeah. you like, yeah, I think so. I haven't watched it for a very long time. I remember liking it, and I can remember listening to it an awful lot and liking yeah. it. Um, the story we're talking about is uh, children have hour on. And yeah, we get two callies, don't we? We get so two calis, yeah, good. that's got to be good. Um, and we're going to focus on a right nasty piece of work, uh, Ginka. Yeah,
1: what I remember about him is he
0: wore a balaclava a lot. He wore a balaclava a lot, and he, w- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I remember loving Ginka because he was just yeah. so ruthless and out for himself. Yeah. So it, it's going to be interesting to listen to this one, uh, watch this one and, and yeah, talk think, about it. Yeah, I think
1: it will be a... It'll be a good one, I think. Yeah.
0: All right. Okay. Well, you go off and do your research, and I will too. All right.
1: Excellent.
0: All right. We'll see you in seven days. Yeah, I'll
1: see you then. All right. Have a good
0: one. Thank <laughs> you. Cheers, Ian. Thanks, Ian. Right, bye bye. Bye bye.